Hey there, and thanks for listening to our podcast. Our mission at Hope is to invite everyone to find Jesus and help them move toward the center of God's purpose for their life. Here's this weekend's message. Welcome, all of our campuses, all of you watching online. Couple things, Black History Month this, this month. Hey, I wanna challenge you to do something, to, to learn, to grow intentionally this month. In, in just educating yourself about Black History Month. We have so much heritage here in the United States, uh, whatever you come from. And, and this month, we celebrate Black History Month. And so how many are grateful for Martin Luther King Jr., for Tony Evans, for Sella Schreier? You know, I'm so grateful. So, man, just uh, educate yourself. Do something you haven't done maybe in a while and, and read a book or go to a movie that, that helps you understand just a little bit more. The second thing is men's conference. That is um, Friday, February 16th. So that's just in a couple weeks. Or actually, it's next Friday, not a couple weeks. Uh, found, is that right? Yeah, next Friday. A week, well, never mind. Uh, whenever it is. <laughs> am, I, am I in Frisco? Where am I? Okay, foundryconference.net. So here, here, here's what we're going to do. <clears throat> uh, we're t- tomorrow, the price goes up. So if you sign up today, uh, last night and today, I told them last night, um, hey, we're going to do a raffle t- thing, and uh, you get to go free, two, two or three people, or maybe five, whatever it is. Um, but if you sign up today before the deadline, uh, bo- let's say deadline before it goes up, uh, that's uh, foundryconference.net. Guys, don't come alone. Uh, if you're looking for a friend, if you're looking for some community, uh, I'm not s- promising that, that you'll find it there necessarily, but come and, and just extend yourself and sit with some people that that maybe you don't know, and maybe you'll get a friend, maybe eat with somebody out in the lobby, do whatever. Um, if you're riding a motorcycle, I think some of the guys are riding in, and uh, we'll have motorcycle parking out there. So it's going to be a great night. It's going to be a great night. And it's not about the speakers, right? It's not really, although we're, I'm grateful for all of our speakers, but it's really about the community and having fun and, and just being together, worshiping the Lord, learning and growing in our faith. So sign up for that February the 16th. That's uh, a few Fridays away. All right. So today, man, I'm excited about today, a new series called Committed. Now, if you are single, divorced, widowed, or a teenager or elementary school student, uh, this message series is not just about marriage. This is about uh, relationships at all levels, and you'll find out where we're going in just a minute. But um, when we talk about the word or even use the word or the title committed, that can mean uh, several things. Um, and I have two definitions that I want to give you uh, as we start the series. So when I say committed, uh, it can mean different things for you and for me, depending on the circumstance. So I went to Webster's Dictionary, and then I went to the online dictionary, and nobody had anything good, all right? So I didn't like it. So I, again, I've, I've written my own definition. And so hopefully this will make sense to you. So commitment level one, committed level one. Okay, so this is level one, the best you can do. All right. The state of being fully dedicated to someone or something, even in the midst of the most drastic circumstance, fully devoted to a person or cause, even if it means death. That is level one. Okay, got that? That's level one. Level two, committed. This is the state of being fully dedicated to someone or something within reason, okay? Mostly devoted to a person or cause, but under certain circumstances, the devotion might end. Okay, now, how many, so this seems like, hmm, that's not really committed. 
But I want you to think about it just for a second. Think about your job for a minute. Now, I, I doubt anybody in this room is going to die for their job, right? You, you'll just like, well, I'm not going to die. I'm committed to Frito-Lay. I, I'm committed to FISD or whatever place you work, but, but I'm not going to die for it within reason. And actually, if another company offers me more money in a better position, and I feel God's peace about that, <laughs> which uh, most of you do, um, you will cease to be committed. Does that make sense? You will cease to be committed to that, and then you'll go, okay, so, so we understand that. Even in marriage, someone can do something in the marriage that violates biblical uh, covenant, and you're no longer, does this make sense? I'm not saying always, but, but there's, there's levels of commitment. There's probably even more, but I'm, I want you to think of level one and level two just for our purposes, just knowing that, hey, there is a level one, yes, and then there's other levels of commitment. It doesn't mean you're not committed. It just means that there are some things that, that, that you have to manage the tension with. Okay, here's where we're going in the series, just so you're aware. Today, committed to Jesus, level one, okay? Amen. That's a level one. No, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you believe, doesn't matter where you come from, Level one commitment is to Jesus, and I think all relationships, well, let me back up. I don't, I don't believe that you can't have a good marriage or a good relationship unless you are a believer, okay? I do not believe that. I believe that you can be a, a non-believer in Jesus or God or atheist or whatever and have a good relationship, okay, so, or a healthy one. I'm not saying that you can't. I am saying, though, as believers, most of us, not all of us, I know, but most of us in the room would consider ourselves a follower of Jesus. If we start that way, if this is right, now that's a relative question in and of itself. So we're going to find out today, what does it look like for this to be right? There's a really good chance that this could be right. Now, it's not 100%, because how many know we're human? All of us, we make mistakes, friendships. We make mistakes in marriage. We make mistakes in, in our work relationships. We make mistakes in, uh, and even in, in our uh, best friend type. We make mistakes. So if you can get this right, if we can get this right, then our relationships have a really good chance of being healthy if this stays right. So, so committed to Jesus. To, uh, next week, we're going to talk about committed to a healthy marriage or healthy relationships. If you're not yet married, fiance, maybe you're dating in high school, so we're going to talk about uh, c committed to a healthy marriage or relationship. Week three, committed to knowing your deepest needs. Mike Foster is going to be here again. He's been here every year for the last three or four years. Mike is dear friend, unbelievable teacher and coach, and he's going to talk about committed to knowing your deepest needs. And then week four, we're going to talk about committed to forgive. Now, I talk about this a lot, and I want, I want to make this one clear because somebody said, I can see, like, okay, that calendar, I'm out. <laughs> you talk about this all the time, and I'm still mad, so I'm not doing that, so I'm not going to come. All right, I'm going to help you, I think, talk about some things that maybe we haven't talked about when, in the realm of forgiveness, of what it means and what it doesn't mean. Okay, so, so that's where we're going in this roadmap, and as always, I, have the, I, I reserve the right to change it at any time, all right? So... Starting, starting out with this um, commitment 
to Jesus. Now, many of you, when, I, when that came on the screen, committed to Jesus, you're like, okay, boom, check, I'm, I'm committed to Jesus. And, and I'm not questioning that necessarily. I do, th- I do think, though, there are, again, levels that we all have of our commitment to Jesus, our following of Jesus. Now, I, I want to, before we dive into, you know, what does it mean to be fully committed to Jesus? Before we do that, I, I want to look at two outliers of this committed uh, uh, relationship thing, okay? So what does it really mean? Outliers of committed to Jesus. The, the first one is baseline outlier, Okay, so this is just the, the beginning. This is the start, baseline outlier, and then exceptional outlier. So this is like, whoa. And, and here's, my, here's my examples. The baseline is the thief on the cross. He's the baseline. He didn't do anything. He didn't, I mean, he didn't like prepare himself. He didn't get baptized. He has no idea what it looks like to, to be theologically sound he has no idea what spiritual disciplines are. He has zero understanding of anything spiritually except that Jesus said, today you'll see me in paradise, okay? That's the basic, that's the baseline outlier, okay? So that's like, man, barely making it in, okay? I mean, by the skin of his teeth. A few minutes later, he would die. The exceptional outlier, let's just say, is the Apostle Paul. We all know if you read any of the book of Acts or uh, his epistles, especially First and Second Corinthians, you know the, the, the unbelievable commitment that Paul had to his calling. I am not saying that all of us have to be the level of Paul in the sense of calling. Not all of us are called to go start churches all over the world. Not all of us are called to be missionaries. It doesn't mean our calling is less necessarily. I'm just saying that the exceptional outlier that Paul would die for his faith, he would die for the name of Jesus. That's how committed he was. But not only that, he would go all over the world. He would be shipwrecked, snake bitten, uh, abused, mistreated, beaten, imprisoned, and then ultimately die for his faith. Not all of us are going to be called to that level. So you have the baseline of like barely making it in, and then you have the exceptional outlier that's like, wow, okay. How many would agree Paul was like, wow, he was pretty awesome? Not perfect. He was a type A personality, and you know, type A's are weird. So he, I'm, I'm just being serious. So if we want to move past the baseline, which I believe Jesus calls us past or out of or moving toward something more than the baseline, I truly believe that. But let me just state that our, our, our commitment or our relationship to God is not based on our works. It's not based on what we do after we make a decision. Our understanding of God. Our reconciliation to God is solely and completely hinged on Jesus. Not what I do, not what you do, okay? So understand that. Understand what I'm saying. 
is that the thief on the cross is in heaven just as much as Paul is in heaven, okay? But what I'm saying is he didn't have a chance to further. He didn't have a chance to follow. He didn't have a chance to grow. We all have that chance. And somewhere between the baseline and the outlier, the, the special outlier, there is, there is something that God, there is a, a, a calling that God has for us of commitment to each of us. And that's where I want us to, to think about. And if you were to scale yourself from one to 10, one being you're the baseline, you're like barely making it in. And John, I'm fine with that because I'm going to just barely make it in. Or over here, this exceptional, like, man, Paul, where would you scale yourself? And, and, and let's just forget about the thief on the cross and Paul. Let's, let's look at it as maturity. On a scale from one to 10, 10 being very mature, and I'm really trying, I'm really moving toward, and one being, man, I'm not really doing anything. I'm, I'm kind of just, you know, hanging out. Where would you rate yourself, scale of one to 10, on your commitment to Jesus, okay? So you got that number in your head? If you say 10, you're a liar, okay? So don't even, don't even let yourself go to 10. Uh, I mean, maybe some of you, my mom could go to 10, but maybe some of you, no. Where would you scale yourself? All right, so if we wanna move past the baseline and we wanna reach our full potential in, in our commitment, in our level of commitment to Jesus, what does that look like? Here, here's what I believe being committed to Jesus looks like. There, there's just three, I think they, this mostly covers everything. The, the first one, and this is a no-brainer, is a Jesus decision. At some level, there is a decision that you have made that you believe in what Jesus did that you believe that he is the son of God, that you believe that he died on the cross for our sins. In other words, he was able because of the life that he lived, sinless life that he lived, to take upon himself our sin and to pay the price for our sin so that we could be forgiven and reconciled to the Father. And then not only that, we have the promise of eternal life through his resurrection. Some kind of decision that was, now I understand that we all come from different backgrounds spiritually speaking. And maybe you went through catechism or maybe you went through some kind of class and you kind of, you know, formed your way into like, okay, now I understand. And maybe that was your moment of decision. Maybe for you, it was raising your hand at a camp or, or even at a church. Um, but there was a decision nonetheless. Thief on the cross made a decision. Now, I believe, and I'm going to read Romans 9 and 10. So for those of you waiting, thinking, well, wait a minute. I, I mean, the, the, the thief on the cross did not quote Romans 10, 9 and 10. He did not go through a prayer formula, and that was the magic pill that got him into heaven. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't believe it's a magic pill. I don't believe it's a formula. It is a Jesus decision that you make. And that I make, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Now let's read. Let's just, let's just get a, a kind of a general understanding of, hey, Paul is saying, hey, you know what? You want to be committed to Jesus. You want to make a decision. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. It is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. So one of the things that we do that makes it really easy that Jesus commanded us to do is baptism. So in other words, when we make that decision, 
what follows that decision is a is a outward sign. It's a it's a public display, not like for hey, look at me. It's a public display saying, hey, I identify with Jesus in his death and his resurrection. I identify with Jesus in his death, going down an old person, so to speak, coming up a new person because of what Jesus did. That's a Jesus decision. Now, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this, but some of us today, maybe the Lord brought us here for this very reason, to make a decision to follow Jesus today. Maybe you're not right now currently following Jesus. You're, you're trying to figure out all the, the stuff and what I believe about this. Can I just tell you that a, 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 a decision for Jesus is you don't, you don't have to have it all figured out. The thief on the cross didn't understand eschatology. The thief on the cross didn't understand justification by faith. The, the thief on the cross didn't understand anything except that Jesus said that he would be with him in paradise. So a decision, let me put it on the screen like this. A Jesus decision is an acknowledgement of who Jesus is and what Jesus did on the cross and in or through his resurrection. Okay, that's a bottom line. That, that is like, that's where you start. That's where everybody starts. The second, now, for those of you thinking, John, I, can't, I got up early to come to this. I already knew this. Okay, hold on. Number two, I'm gonna talk to you. Here we go. A kingdom first lifestyle. A kingdom first lifestyle. Very simple, but let me read it. John, I mean, Matthew 6, 33. Seek the kingdom above all else. Let's just stop right there. I want you to ask yourself a question. Is that what we do? Seek the kingdom of God above all else. That's why you got up today, right? That's why you came, because you and I, answering the call, this is, this is for everybody. This isn't for Paul, and he's just kind of exclusive. No, this is for everyone. A Jesus decision, Paul made a Jesus decision, the thief on the cross made a Jesus decision, you and I make a Jesus decision, then, and this is not to get us into heaven, this is to answer the call to be committed to Jesus, we seek first the kingdom above all else, and we live righteously, and he will give us all everything we need. So in other words, a few verses before this is all the things that we all worry about, and all the things that we might seek above God is where we're going to live, what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, all the things that we worry about in life, sometimes and many times, we put that above God, and Jesus says, hey, listen, you've got it backwards. If you'll just put God first, if you'll put the kingdom first, if you'll live the way I'm calling you to live, all the other things fall into place. And that's not oversimplification. This isn't rocket science. I mean, Jesus, Luke 9, 23, here's how Jesus called us to follow him. Then he said to the crowd, if you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Let's stop right there. How many, no, don't raise your hands. Many of us like our own way. Many of us are stubborn. We are, look straight ahead. We are stubborn. And that, 
I don't mean that as a spiritual gift. We want our own way. We demand our, and we arrange our life. We arrange, listen, we arrange our relationships. We arrange our money. We arrange everything in our life for our own way. And Jesus says, hey, you want to be my follower? You want to be committed? Give up your own way. Take up your cross daily. Die to your own way. Die. Take up your cross. And the reason he put in daily, I love that. Because he knows that, how many know, how many have ever made a commitment to Jesus and boop, two days later, you're not committed anymore? Doing whatever. That's why he says, man, you got, you just, it's, it's a daily process of just saying, hey, I know I am very oriented for my own way. And I need to surrender that. We need to surrender that. Take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. What do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but in the process, you lose your own soul or you're lost or destroyed? If anyone is ashamed of me, and this is that acknowledgement thing, you're like, I'm not getting baptized. I don't want anybody to know. Well, let me just say, faith is not private. Faith is not a private thing. If you were raised that way to keep it to yourself, you were, I, I believe, I really do believe, I don't mean this to be mean or you know, harsh or whatever, it, you were raised the wrong way. Faith is not a private matter. Faith is everything Jesus called us to do. Be light, be salt, tell everyone. If anyone's ashamed of me, uh, uh, in my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in all his glory and the glory of the Father and the holy angels. So my point is, I think all of these, right, all of this encapsulates what it looks like to live a kingdom-first lifestyle. It's not about convenience. It's not about living your own way or picking and choosing what you want out of the word and what you want to obey and what you want to follow. It is in every decision of our lives. It is in spiritual growth matters. It is the pursuit of God. It is the pursuit of a holy life. It is the pursuit of community. It is the, hey, Jesus, here's my money. What do you want me to do with it? That's committed. That's committed. And, and many of us, we're like, you, you would say, hey, maybe you're going down on the scale now because maybe you said eight. Man, I'm, I'm an eight or seven. And now I just said money and you're a two. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, no, not that one. Leave that one alone, John. Yeah, I understand. Jesus didn't. And it's not just about money. It's about all of it. It's about, let me put it on the screen. Here it is. Living a kingdom lifestyle is prioritizing the kingdom of God above our own. Our own kingdom. Our own way our own selfishness, our own desire. Again, this is not uh, a democracy. It's not like, okay, Jesus, okay, so here I'm going to put forth a legislation. I'm going to put forth a bill to change your will. No, we follow. He leads, period. And our level of commitment to Jesus is directly related to our obedience. So, 
If you thought you wasted your time, you were wrong. I'm talking to you. All of us. Me. We're all in this. Saying, I got, listen, I, I mean, I'm a pastor, right? I get paid to do this stuff. I get paid to be holy. No, I don't. Does this, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a follower just like you. And, and so, a kingdom first lifestyle is what it means to be committed, level one. Now, many of us are level two. Many of us, within reason, within reason, if the church, if John, if you tell me what I want to hear, then yes, I'm in. But anything harsh, anything controversial, anything that really makes me mad, then I'm not, well, well that's, that's your decision, but I'm just saying that's what committed looks like. Committed to Jesus is not a game. It's not a religious game. Committed to Jesus is not hard. It is not rocket science. It is surrendering my life. Amen. Surrendering my way. Surrendering our way. Surrendering my money. Surrendering my decisions. Surrendering my relationships. Surrendering my everything. That's the bottom line. Doesn't mean we have to be the Apostle Paul. But it does mean whatever calling he has on me, whatever calling he has for you, we say yes. And if that means to go to wherever, I'll go. If that means to be a light, if that means to make great decisions, if that means to follow his word, that's what I'll do. There were plenty of people in the first century church that did not step foot out of Jerusalem. Plenty of people that did not step foot out of the Galilean area or the Sea of Galilee area. There were many that stayed there, carpenters, bakers, um, whatever they did, right, in the first century. They stayed there. They loved Jesus. They followed Jesus. They were part of the early church, but they stayed there, and they actually turned that city upside down, and eventually they turned the world upside down, and you and I are here today because some people, regular people, normal people, not the Pauls necessarily, but we're grateful that those people were committed to Jesus. And I'm asking you, are you committed to Jesus, right? So that's a mission, or a, I'm sorry, a, a um, kingdom first lifestyle. The third, I just let it slip, is a Jesus decision, a kingdom first lifestyle. And the third is a missional mindset. I, I just believe that these are, this is pretty simple. This is really basic but it is really following Jesus is all about. Matthew 28, 19, you know it. Go into all the world and uh, make disciples of all nation, nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments. This is our mission, by the way, Hope's mission. Go, invite everyone to follow Jesus, and then help them move to the center of God's purpose for their lives, make disciples, Teach them the new, you know, teach them commitment. That's what we do. That's, all, that's, why, that's why we're here. Go make disciples. Second Corinthians, Paul says it like this. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ and God has given us this task, listen, of reconciling people to him. 
For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's representatives. We're his ambassadors. In this world, this, we're, his, we're his answer, which is crazy, but we're his answer. We're his ambassadors. We're his representatives. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ, and that's our message. That's what we do. That's what we do. And that's not just John, or that's not just a missionary, or that's not just somebody who's really ultimate. I mean, they're just, you know, on the spectrum of commitment. They're like Paul. I mean, they're just, you know, all in. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be weird. I just want to be regular. No, we want to just be all that God's called us to be. And what he's called all of us to be is ambassadors, representatives, lights, salt. That's what he's called us to be. It's the great, listen, the great commandment is love God, love your neighbor. That's wraps up all the commandments that represent, that, that wraps up, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna love God and I'm gonna love my neighbor. That's missional. You say, John, how do you know it's missional? Well, when Jesus was asked that, one of the follow, well, who's my neighbor? Remember this question? Who's my neighbor? And what did Jesus say? He gave the story of the, of the Good Samaritan. A missional story. In other words, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. My, our job in this world is to love our neighbor as much as we love ourselves, And that means that we're going to be a, build bridges. That means we're going to build relationships with people far from God. Now, this is why I get up in the morning. This is why I don't live in a van down by the river in Colorado. Seriously. This is why I keep going. Because people matter to God. And if people matter to God, they should matter to me. And especially if they're lost, they should matter to us. And so being committed to Jesus is being committed to my neighbor being committed to reach my neighbor, being committed to love my neighbor. And that's how we win the world, guys. We don't win the world through legislation. Amen. We don't win the world through rock stars. Spiritually speaking, I mean, I'm, we win the world because we love our neighbor one at a time. Amen. The early church devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. They devoted themselves. And because of that devotion, because of, of, of what was going on in that community, they turned the world upside down. People came to the Lord. So over the, over the years, I, I brought these out again. I do this every all the time. But the first year that we broke ground on this particular property at Frisco East, back in 03, maybe the end of 03, 04, somewhere in there, we were building our first little building. Some of you were here for the first, how many were here for the first little building? 
first little building uh, here. Okay, nobody. Okay, great. Uh, that's how much we love all of you that came later. <laughs> all right, so we put names on coffee cups. What else? Um, I give you all kinds of, these are paint sticks for when we built buildings. They're two different times. We have, and I said, hey, write the name of people in your life far from God. Family members, co-workers, neighbors, friends at school, whoever, write people's names that are far from God, that you're praying over, building a bridge with. We have soil from 2017 that was this building when we enlarged this, this, this whole room right here is new. I mean, in 17 was new. This is soil from that. And we said, hey, you know, pray for people far from God. You remember this one, a tree ring? We said, hey, we're growing, but uh, when I say growing spiritually, and, and then uh, I don't even remember the message series, so I'm just making that up. I have no idea what it was. But we just used this to write people's names down far from God so that you could keep it somewhere and remember to pray for them. Um, oh, th this was a bad idea. This was brick. How many still have your brick? One, three, four. Okay, so uh, not a lot of commitment here at this, at this church, so just know that's, this message was timely. Um, this was a bad idea, but this was a brick. that I said, hey, write the names of people far from God. I, I mean, uh, there's a prayer cloth um, right here. Remember these? these? I sell these online. For no, I'm kidding. I don't sell them online. You'll be healed if you did it, though. Never mind. Domino. Remember the domino? And you have the domino? People far from God. Uh, I did little cards like this. And then last week I gave you um, one of these. Hello, my name is. And you changed your name to something. And then I asked you to write some names of people. And, and if you didn't get one or you could care less about people and you threw it away. <laughs> we have some extras in the back. They're in the floorboard of your car. Um, John, why are you, this is a gimmick, right? Or, you know, kind of a like, oh, it's a prop. No, mm -mm. I can point to people who are on the coffee cups and the paint sticks and the whatevers, and uh, now they're following Jesus. I'm not asking you, I'm not asking you to do anything that I'm not doing. And I, and I say that with all sincerity. I had to pray for one for years and years. He was at, he was at service last week, gave him a big hug. Prayed for him for years. He was a hellion. Now he's serving Jesus. Listen to me. I'm not, I, I've missed it in so many ways, but I'm just telling you, when, you are in, when we are intentional about reaching and building bridges and, and we give a rip about our neighbor and you pray over them, I, I'm telling you, something supernatural happens. And, and if, you, if we're going to be committed in our marriages and committed in our lives, you know, you know what are all those things, those are, those are all good. But what, what is level one is Jesus. Are we committed to Jesus? Two questions. Two questions. Are you ready today to make a Jesus decision? Have you been, you know, contemplating? Have you been, you know, in and out and just kind of weaving your way around, spiritually speaking? And maybe you're a teenager in the room and 
maybe you're watching uh, from a campus or online and, and you've been wrestling with this and mom and dad made, the only reason you're here is because mom and dad made you come, but yet the Lord just kind of knocks on your door and I just want you to know if you're, if you're 13, if you're 18, if you're 15, we love you, I love you, and I, and I really believe God has a plan for your life. You're not, in, you're not here by accident. But maybe you're 52 and you're just far from God. Maybe you're 70 and you're just far from God. Maybe you've been religious, but you're not in relationship. You're not really committed. You just have a cultural thing going on, a family thing going on. And I'm just here to say, hey, maybe it's time to make a Jesus decision. And maybe you've already made that. The second question I have is, are you ready to become committed to Jesus? If anybody wants to be my disciple, let him put aside his way. His self, one translation, I think NIV, selfish ambition. Shoulder your cross or take up your cross daily. And follow me. Are you ready to become committed to Jesus? And I think there's a lot of us that need to make a step to say, Lord, I don't even know exactly what all that means, but I know this. I want to surrender right now today. I want to surrender my will. I want to surrender my way. And um, there is no other life that's better. I don't care how much money you make. I don't, how, I don't care how good the drug is. There is nothing like being right with Jesus. Amen. There is nothing like being in the center of God's will for your life. And you may not like the music today. This may not be your style. But I don't believe any of you any of us, wherever you are watching online, we're here by accident. Maybe it's time for you to make a decision to follow Jesus. Maybe it's time for you to be committed, really committed, and go from a four, because you started today when I said that, like a seven, and now you're at a four. Hey, what would it look like to go to five, six, seven? Does it make sense? We're on a journey. It's a, it's a lifelong journey. It, nobody's perfect. We're, we're going in the right direction. And I want to give you that opportunity today. Would you just bow your heads with me? And I'm going to be direct as I can if you're here today and you're ready to make a Jesus decision. Just, I, I am willing to surrender my life to Jesus. Would you raise your hand and say, John, that's me today. Yes, yes, I'm, yes, yes. I'm ready to make that decision. All across our campuses, raise your hand right now, real high. Just say, I'm ready, yes, I'm yes, yes ready to make that decision today. No better life, no better decision that you will ever make in your whole life. Why would you not want this? Now, let me just ask you, if you're a believer and, and you're at a four and you know it or a five and you know, hey, I want to be committed. I want to I move in the right direction and you've been stale or moving in the wrong direction. Would you just raise your hand and say, I'm going to be committed. I am gonna, I'm going to move in the right direction today. Raise your hand. Say, yeah, I'm going to start moving in the right direction. Yeah, thank you. Man, if, what if all of us did that? What would this city look like? What would our lives, our families, what would, it, what would this area look like if we all just said, yeah, I'm going to be fully committed? Lord, you, you and only you can change our hearts and lives. Only you can say, yes, today you will be with me in paradise. Only you. I can't say that. You. And today we surrender. Those of us in this room, those of us 
Prosper or McKinney or Frisco West or somewhere online, we are making a decision to say yes to what Jesus did on the cross, what he did in his resurrection. We say we believe, we're, 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 we're walking our own way, and now we turn around, which is what repentance means, and we say, forgive me for my way, for my selfishness, for my sin. I make a decision to follow you today, Jesus. And some of us making a commitment to be committed. So Lord, next steps, all in. Surrender all. And then tomorrow, we're gonna get up and say, Lord, I'm all in. Help me to surrender all. Help me to surrender my will, my way, my stuff, anything and everything. God, I wanna be all in. Lord, what awaits us, not just in eternity, but what awaits us is a life full of adventure, full of challenges, all those things that come with following you, but Lord, there's nothing like being in the center of your will for our lives. So I pray that for all my friends. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for listening to Hope's Weekend Message. Visit hopefellowship.net and further connect with us by downloading the Hope app from the App Store or Google Play. Have a great day.